Warning, the views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of Clan Imperial Guard, Radio Link Net, or their sponsors. This show is intended for a mature audience only. Parental discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to the Emperor of Clan Imperial Guard and the Emperor's Court, powered by the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. Yeah, baby, that's the way I like it. All this energy calling me, back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude, it's back where it belongs. Cleveland does the back rock, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emperor of Clan of Guard coming live from Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Well, at least live for me, but recorded for you. This is a special presentation of the Emperor's Court here on the Clan Imperial Guard Online Gaming Radio Network. For those of you who have visited the site at onegeareborn.com recently, you've noticed that we've been having troubles since Friday afternoon. Well, unfortunately, those troubles persist, and unfortunately, they are also on the uh, end of our service provider. Uh, that's Sagon.com, S-A-G-O-N.com. Trust me, folks, don't ever do business with them if you can avoid it. We're in the process of looking for now a new company to host us. Uh, part of the problem stemmed from the tremendous amount of bandwidth we have uh, gone through over the last week with uh, The Last Emperor's Court and the uh, State of Warcraft that is done by Idiotech has been very popular, and especially this, The Last Emperor's Court drained a lot of bandwidth very quickly. Not that we can't handle it, the problem is it came all at once. Uh, I, I, I'm not a technical guru, folks. One thing led to another. The, the point is, the website's having difficulties now. They're still trying to fix it two and a half days later. I know the forums are still down. We're trying to get that fixed. The cast is down. So rather than go another week without an Emperor's Court, and there is a lot to discuss, we're going to do an abbreviated show for your downloading pleasure. You'll be able to direct download this right from the website. Obviously, you know that because you're listening to this. Uh, we may play this back at a later time uh, in a live show slot, or maybe as an addendum to a uh, one of the hour-long shows. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, a lot to get to tonight. A couple topics. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, the HarborBlueGroup.com, for footing the bill and having to put up with these assholes at Sagon.com. And, you know, putting up with this, and we appreciate their efforts of trying to get the site and everything else back up and running. Obviously, you, since we're all on the same network, the RadioLinksNet site is not launched yet a- either as a result Again, because of this. So, our apologies all across the board. Alright, topics of discussion tonight. The Dark Fall forums, uh, I won't say right, but Fallout continues, at least in a mitigated sense. Um, a lot of feedback, a ton of feedback, in regards to last week's show about uh, the uh, issues that a lot of people in the forums had, including myself, with the way the developers were handling the release of Darkfall. Um, I did get a couple statements from Tezos himself, uh, had a bit of correspondence with him. Uh, nothing, obviously, I, I can you know reveal to you 
obviously any real detail, but I can give you the gist of it. And we'll get into that uh, in a minute. Also, some uh, some breaking news actually a couple days ago. It's news to me. You may have already heard it. But uh, we'll get to this too, is that Electronic Arts has gone ahead and they have bought the rights. They have uh, bought Mythic Entertainment. Now, some of you are saying, oh, well, who cares? Mythic Entertainment is the company that is doing Warhammer Online. So first we have Vanguard falling into the clutches of Sony Online Entertainment. Now we have Mythic with Warhammer falling into the clutches of Electronic Arts. Oh, where do I go with that? Anyways, we'll get to that a little later on too. And also, in fact, we'll start off with a smaller topic first. Uh, got a nice response from the Quake1.com community. That's QuakeONE.com. Uh, we briefly went over this last week. That I found a website, this obviously this website that I've been tossed to by Clan Rum, that is trying to revitalize the old Quake 1 community. The game is 10 years old. I think it came out on June 22nd, 1996. Um, at any rate, a lot of people have been coming over from that site. They were nice enough to put, us, uh, put this up on their website. Got a nice plug from them. We appreciate it. Uh, a couple of things. I've, I've been playing actually a lot of Quake 1 recently. Uh, a couple of the servers that I played uh, that they've got advertised that are actually up and running. Uh, one of the disappointments that I found is the fact that there are so few servers running and only one CTF server that I can find, that being Clan Rums, it's a uh, Clan Ring server, and no one ever plays. Folks, 3Wave is the greatest mod ever made for Quake 1, and no one plays. It's very disappointing. The only server I've ever been able to play on that actually had people was, I think, QuakeSchmack.net. The problem is this thing has, like, 16 or 18 different runes which ruin the game, no pun intended, for me anyways. It's deathmatch with grappling hooks. Cool mod, I like the idea. I don't like the fact that all these different runes are in the game. To me, it's very difficult to judge your skill, to even have any fun, when the guy across you can you know, get in vulnerability whenever he feels like it, resurrects three times with quad, etc. If anybody happens to know of a server out there that's either deathmatch or you know capture the flag. I'm I don't care if it's old school CTF, three wave CTF, whatever. That doesn't use these ridiculously stupid you know mods. Let me know. I'd love to play on them. I like to play the game the way it was meant to be played within reason. And it's not a knock to the people who you know choose to play there. You play where there's people and you play where there's fun. Me personally, I don't find it fun. A couple people wrote in to me, uh, by the way, folks, and I did not get this out last week, so that's actually a couple people have been listening to the show. If you were ever interested in getting in on the show, if there's a comment you want to make, you like the show, you hate the show, a subject you, you have an opinion on, something you want to ask me, something you want me to include, uh, send me an email to emperor1g.com. That's, I'm sorry, emperor1g at cox.net, cox.net. That's the number one, the letter G, emperor1g at cox.net couple people asked me if I remembered any of the old clans we played against in the uh, LOC, the League of Capture, the Quake World tournaments, and in general. And I've jotted down a list of the ones I can remember, and somebody wanted me to read them off real quick, and I, I don't know why, but here you go. These are the ones I remember. The Drooling Pandas, the Raging Chia Pets, Gunslingers, Earthquake, Clan Deviants, Clan Target, uh, the Crusaders, that's QUA Saders. Don't ask me, folks. Big Smoking Fish, Flag, uh, Masters of Destruction, Clan Legends, which I think might have been the one Thresh's in, I don't remember. The LOD, uh, Clan Gib, which I believe is still in existence in some form. Uh, Clan CTF, 
you know, obviously a, a really uh, original name. I did like the Raging Chia Pets. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, the Holy Sons of Darkness. Again, weird. Clandestine Incorporated, which is the first one that I started with. Obviously, the Clan Imperial Guard, Clan Rum, Roving Campers, um, Grapple Hook Society, Shred Company, Damage Incorporated. God, those are old school ones. Uh, Western Alliance, which was the big badasses of my time. Of course, I later found out that a lot of them were cheating for most of the time they played. Uh, f I think I had mentioned Flag, uh, CCCP, the USSR, Clan, the Russians. They weren't really Russian, I don't think. That was just. They were CCCP, and they were very good. One of the big four. What other ones? No, I'm just going off the top. Clan Myth, Clan Black Magic, Clan 403, uh, Clan 666, the Pentagon Pentagrams. I, again, it was one of those weird ones. Um, there was the, uh, the Big Dog Clan, I think. So I, I actually remember quite a few of these, believe it or not. It's kind of surprising. Oh, Blood Brothers was another one that was pretty decent uh, in their time. So there you go. There's some of the clans that I remember. Oh, Impulse 8. We played against them in a deathmatch uh, game once. Cause, and they, had, we'd agree that we played in a deathmatch tournament, even though we were a CTF clan and we got destroyed by Impulse 8. They later played us in a CTF match, and obviously we destroyed them. Two different mods, two different practices. It was a lot of fun. It's just... They were one of the better uh, deathmatch clans, the way I, the way I remember it, and it's been ten years, so my memory's kind of fuzzy about that. Anyways, uh, basically, I, I, if you happen to know of a decent Quake server, give me a shout out. I'm talking about Quake One, folks. I love the planet. Just not one of these ones with all the funky, weird ruins. I mean, even the Thunderwalker one wasn't too bad. At least I understood that. So there you go. And I appreciate uh, the help I got in getting the game running, what have you. So big shout out to them. All right, on to Darkfall. This one, I got a lot of feedback. So far, the most I've had, uh, other than some of our World of Warcraft shows that we've done. Pretty much, I'm, this is what I, I thought was going to happen, is I was going to have to wade through the you know five-foot-deep bullshit of the fanboys. And actually, I didn't. It's been quite the reverse. I've gotten a hell of a lot of support from the community uh, and from the listeners who heard the show and are in full agreement with the way this has been going on. Now, I'd mentioned at the top of the show that I'd spoken to Tesos briefly through emails. His basic premise is the same that they've always stated by. And one of the things that kind of stuck out to me is this preconception that we have, or misconception, I should say, that the game has actually only been in full-blown production for three years, not five or seven as has been seen on the forums. He did want to correct that. He also wanted to stand by the fact that they don't want to put out a half-assed beta like a lot of games have been doing over the last year and a half. Games uh, who put out the beta and it fails, it doesn't work, people get bored, they don't like it, the game collapses. That they'd rather you know, have all their ducks in a row by the time it comes out. They're not building a game you know, just to throw it out there. They could have done that at any point in time. But they want to make sure that the game is exactly the way they envision it. That it's going to come out as advertised. And this is not the time for the community to start you know, fracturing, but to get behind this thing and keep pushing. For me, that's a fine answer. All right, it, and me personally, I wish, and there was more detail in that. Not that I can give out, folks. No offense, but you know, personal correspondence is, the, is what it is. All right. There are some things in there that I think, me personally, that aren't private enough or aren't deep enough in information that I think need to be said to the community to try and and calm the uproar that's been going around. It's basically this. 
there are certain things going on behind the scenes. There are people who have seen the game. The people at E3, you know, greatly enjoyed what they saw. That the beta is not going to come out until they feel it's polished enough and good enough that it's going to keep the attention of the people who actually go to play it. Otherwise, it could have kicked the beta out the door at any point in time. They have a very small team, a developer team that they're working on, you know, working with, which makes sense. They're an independent company. You know, and other, unlike Mythic and unlike uh, Vanguard, and this is what really gets me, Warhammer and Vanguard, is the fact that they haven't sold out and aren't going to. All right, is what they've told me. And, and to me, that's fine. I will. This is the answer I was looking for. Anything from the developers to show that they were paying attention, that they know what's going on, you know, they basically reiterate, the, reiterate their position. They're not going to change it. And you know, whether or not I agree with the strategy, the way they're, they're you know, PRing the game is, uh, hey, I'm allowed to have my opinion. Everybody is, okay? I'm not the developer of the game. You know, I would like to think they know better than I do. All right? For me, that's a good enough answer for now. All right? I'm not going to keep pestering for the beta. Do I want to play it? Absolutely. Is our clan rethinking our position on Warhammer? Not in regards to Darkfall, more in regards to recent events with Electronic Arts. And we'll get to that in a few minutes. But the overwhelming response in the community, I got about 73 emails, which is pretty phenomenal um, in regards to a show. Usually I don't get that many. I think it was, yeah, 73. And almost about 80% were you know very positive, agreed with it. They want to hear more from the developers. They want to know why the beta isn't out. They want to know why they're being told to go out and advertise for the game when... You know, things aren't progressing the way we as gamers would like. And I understand the, the Tesla's position as well, or any developer's position. The gamers always want more. And, you know, damn right. We're the gamers. We're the ones paying for it, etc., etc., etc. I understand we always want more than we can necessarily have. And we get kind of pissed when we don't get it. The problem is a lot of people have the perception that we weren't getting anything. And, you know what, and I had that perception too, to a degree. And I still think that. But as long as there is a viable and decent reason why we're not getting, this, getting you know, more information or getting specifics, which is what we want, then that's fine. I'd rather them stick to their game plan than radically change something in midstream if it's going to throw things off that badly. I stick by my position, however, folks, in saying that time is running out in relation to other games coming out. And they had said that you know, they point out that they're going to put out the game whether people follow it or not. They're going to stick to their game plan, and that's fine. I'm looking at it from a community standpoint. If no one's going to be playing this game, I'm not going to play it either. It could be the greatest game in the world, but if it's just me and five other people in this humongous world, there's no point. And you do have other games, you have other competition. And a lot of you guys wrote in and said that you didn't necessarily agree that, you know, people would shun a better game if they've already got their time invested in another look at World of Warcraft. And I'd say, no, it's not the same. The reason why... World of Warcraft's been out for over a year, including their beta, about a year and a half. That's a long time to play any game, especially one that you pay for. And the game mechanics and the philosophy of the game is not changing. They can try and throw these 5 and 10 man dungeons in the expansion all they like. There's still going to be two new 40 man raids, which is, is all that matters. Because once you get to level 70, guess what? You're right back where you were in the original game. You're doing dungeon crawls for gear. That's why people are willing to abandon World of Warcraft, because the philosophy is not changing. Next Ramus, what I'm told from a couple people that have been in it, is phenomenally put together. Big praise for that. More power to them. The problem is only about what? Best estimate. 10% of the entire gaming population will ever see it. 
kind of hard to throw your best into a game when the majority of players who pay for the game will never see this content. Obviously, Dark Falls taking a different strategy. They don't want it to go that route. And again, more power to them. So for the moment, you know, I will be placated. I'm not gonna. I'm, I will call off the dog, so to speak. Not that I really have, you know, a great deal of influence with getting people to flame forms because I don't. And I think most people understand that. I, I'm certainly not advocating here behind the microphone saying, go out there and destroy forms. Spread the word this game is dead. No, far from it. For now, I'm placated. We'll see. Speaking of selling out, as I said at the top of the show, this happened on June 20th. Uh, on, if you want to read it, it's on uh, warhammeronline.com. And there's a big press release that uh, Electronic Arts has bought out the Virginia-based Mythic Company, which is producing Warhammer Online. Just when it looks like we had another PvP game coming out catering to us, the Power Gamers and PKers, with a World of Warcraft tinge, although, yes, I understand... Warhammer's been out long before Blizzard was ever a company. Agreed. But it plays and looks somewhat similar to Warcraft. Except more PvP-oriented. Now we find out it's been bottled by Electronic Arts and... Oh, shit. Oh, I know just how you feel, Pumpkin. I've had my share of disappointments, too. It is disappointing. It really is. I mean, it's the same thing with Vanguard. That's the reason why a lot of us got you know waved off of Vanguard is when Sony bought it. Everything these people turn to turns to shit. And everybody knows it. All of a sudden, you know, it, it, I mean, Mythic puts out there, puts this, this press release like it's a, a fantastic thing. Obviously, they're going to because it just got bought by a different company. Every one of them just made out. I'm sure the checks they're getting are going to be huge because of this, of this sale. And Electronic Arts is going to pimp this thing out. It's got though, the Warhammer tag. It's got Gameworks behind it, what have you. Any gamer worth his salt is automatically not only disappointed, but extremely wary of how this game is going to come out. Electronic Arts, for those of you who, are, who do not know, has a horrible track record of releasing games and not patching them, not sticking up with bugs, not you know fixing them, not releasing content. They're horrible on it. As Laura Tiroth and I discussed earlier, it, you know we can only hope that the game is so far along in development that when it is released, there's very little electronic arts can do it, at least off the bat, because the game is ready to go, at least in its conception and form. We can hope. It, it's very aggravating when you see a game like this, and, and, and that's one hope we have for Darkfall, obviously, because they, like they said, they, they are not going to sell out. They're not going to try and find a bigger company to gobble them up, to give them the money to base it. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure they're looking for sponsors. They have to be. Everybody does. But they're going to stick by the conception they have for the game, and, and I, I hope to God they do, when it's all said and done. But Warhammer, I just scratched off my list of games that I have any interest in, in looking at. And I don't care if the beta plays very well, because a lot can happen between the time the beta comes out and the time the release comes out. Look at the World of Warcraft. You want a prime example of what you know a difference... You know, a couple of months makes. So now you have patch problems. Now, or you know, potential patch problems, potential support problems, potential content problems. All of these are a very long track record of Electronic Arts. You know, this isn't you know some kind of panic that we're just insinuating here because we don't like EA. 
you know, back in the day, some of the first games I played on a, on a computer were electronic cars made. But you have to agree, $2.87 billion last year in revenues, 27 titles. You kicked out 27 titles in a year. And I understand that it takes more than a year to make them. But you can't, you can't sell me on the fact that every one of those titles is quality. Simply by the sheer number of it. There isn't that many good gaming programmers out there to do that. Or, or concepts for that matter. I, you know, I just don't know where to go with this. I, I, as far as Warhammer goes, I'm not sure. I mean, do you bother following up on it? I mean, do you bother getting into the beta if they offer it to you, or you just say the hell with it? The beta can play smooth, but we know you what you do. We know how your servers run. We know how your customer support is, or lack thereof. Oh, that's my. I mean, just my personal opinion. I, I think it's a very bad idea. I think Vanguard is going to have nothing but problems when Sony's hooks in it. And I think people are going to realize that once that game comes out, maybe not at first, but they're going to. One last thing I want to get to uh, for this abbreviated show, and we're only doing about a half hour, folks, is the World of Warcraft patch 1.11 went in. Uh, this went in on Tuesday, so it was last week, or this week. In this patch, they added Naxxramas, which I alluded to earlier, was a new 40-man raid dungeon, yet again, when only a very handful have actually cleared uh, Anchorage, AQ-40. <clears throat> They've gone ahead and released another 40-man raid dungeon. And before I continue, I want, I want to talk about concept here. They said they kicked it out the door because... They had been working on it. They didn't want to release it with the expansion. That they felt they needed to get more raid content out there. <clears throat> and that it was more important to sink their, their time and effort into finishing this up than in finishing the 5 and 10 man dungeons that they already had under construction and decided to carry over to the expansion. Riddle me this. What genius in the development of this game decided that holding off a fourth 40-man raid dungeon, not including the World Dragons and World Bosses, not holding it off until the expansion, but releasing it now, when the raiders will be able to start going through it and clearing it before they hit the level 70 cap and begin leveling again. Their argument of Blizzard is, well, well, once people hit level 70, they'll be able to get blues, which are every bit as good as the ones that are in, you know, Naxxramas now for level 60s. That is your reasoning behind it. What they should have done was held it off to the expansion and released it then. Why? Because now you have a 40-man raid dungeon. Oh, there you go. And what you could have done is you could have kept more of your customer base with a 5- or 10-man dungeon. You said you're releasing 2 or 3 of the expansion. Fine. Instead, release 1 or 2 of the expansion. Give us one now. I'm not sure if I'm making this too clear. But I think you get the gist of it. But this isn't really when I want, where I wanted to go with this. I have been very harsh of Blizzard, very critical of it. And uh, you know what? It's Every single bit of it has been deserved. And I'm not the only voice here in the woods. There's a veritable you know, conundrum of people that are shouting down the way this game has gone down the shitter. Okay? I do, however, want to give props to Blizzard for the implementation of this patch to a degree. Now, granted, MacTheridan, my server, was down for the entire, almost the entire day. 
It didn't stabilize until 1 a.m. that night, from what I'm told. And I believe the guys who were playing, because people getting kicked off left and right. I got to hear about all the pitching on Ventrilo while I was playing Quake. And it was pretty crappy for the day after. And we had big lag spikes today. About 15 or 20 servers were down for most of the day because of problems with implementation. All right? I still think it's ridiculous the fact, and I actually read this on Penny Arcade, and I agree with the comments, and I was looking for a way to, to form my own opinion. I, you know, I think it's, it was Tycho or Gabe, I don't know which, put the words you know, in writing what I was thinking is, we pay 15 bucks a month, and we have to deal with BitTorrent to get our patches? Hours and hours of waiting. Then they had humongous problems with people, you know, being stuck at 87% to try to download the patch, and it turns out it was a router issue. Well, you know what? A lot of people who play this game aren't playing it because they want to figure out how to redo the router. And of course, the fanboys around there are saying, "Well, you gotta learn the computer." Blah blah blah. Look, when my you know car breaks down, there's something that I can't you know look at, see, and fix. I don't take it out of the, out of the garage and try to fix it. I take it to somebody who can fix it. Same thing with my computer. I didn't buy this game so I can try and teach myself to be a web admin. I don't want to be a network administrator, okay? If I do have a router. I just want to play the game. 15 bucks a month, plus the cost of buying the game. The least they can do is give us direct download patches. They do it for Warcraft 3. Oh, there's not 6 million people playing Warcraft 3. Well, you know what? There are several million people playing Warcraft 3 several million across the world, and none of them are paying 15 bucks a month to do it. I still think it's asinine the way it's doing it. The other thing I don't like, before I get to the stuff I do, the only thing I don't like about uh, Patch 1.11, and it screwed me tonight when we were doing Zilgoro, is the fact that there are blatant, huge bugs that got into this that were posted on the, on the public test realm and were blatantly ignored. And this has happened time and again, time and again. What the hell is the point of a, of a public test realm if you never bother to listen to the people who find the bugs. You never fix the bugs. You got it. Yep. Is, I mean, isn't that the entire idea? It, it, it boggles the mind, and that's when the public test run was running. It's like they put it up there simply to keep the, the community off their backs. They've already got in their mind's eye what they're doing with the patch. They're not going to fix anything. It's already done. If the bug gets in there, eh, we'll fix it when we get around to it. If at all. The Druids had several spells been screwed up. My Dark Moon Fair card, the Twisting Nether, which resurrects you, uh, gives you a chance to resurrect if you die, is screwed. Anytime you die and resurrect using the card, you can't. It bugs. You remain dead. You can't resurrect, you can't release, and you can't move. If, a, if somebody tries to resurrect you, it, it only gives you the decline option. It does not give you the accept option. It then locks up your computer and you've had to restart. It happened to me twice today. And don't tell me it's UI mods, because the second time it happened, we tested it. And I deliberately took off all of my mods. The game was running as is, and it still happened. And I've been talking to a lot of people. They're having the same issue. So I now have an epic that I can't use because it's bugged beyond belief. Now, things that I do about I do like about the 111 patch. I like the uh, uh, raid implementation that they put in. 
as far as being able to give multiple targets multiple icons, uh, putting in the different you know poly uh, spells for the different uh, for mages, you know turtle and pig and what have you. You know, the ability to give a raid warning out and actually type it in. You don't have to have, you know, 40 people downloading CT Raid trying to figure out how to install the mod. It's already built into the system. So Guru ran very, very well for us tonight. Very quickly, much smoother because we didn't have to keep fighting with different people using different mods, trying to figure out how to use CT Raid. It was already in the system. The raid leader's the only one who had to know how to do it. I'm a pretty quick study. That is what I liked. PvE-wise, as a mage, I find Frost to be very fun, especially with the Winter's Chill uh, that's implemented there. PvP, it's, it's basically useless. It got no upgrade at all, which is what the mages really wanted, was an upgrade. The Arcane Tree is trash. Don't even bother. The only reason I go in the Arcane Tree is I like having an improved counterspell. Fire is fire. I, To be honest, I have not bothered to try it. We only have a couple fire mages in the clan. They, they seem to think it's okay. But I do think the, the uh, stacking ability for Frost is kind of fun in, uh, again, in a PvE circumstance where you can hit the target more than once or twice before it comes and eats you, like an Alliance player. So from those standpoints, I, I, I find it very interesting. I think the... the uh, one of the uh, annoying things and the great things at the same time is the invasion, the undead invasion. I actually think it's entertaining and fun to go out there and try and do it. Again, it's another bugged problem, though. If you pull one of the elites away from the circle, it bugs the entire invasion. The invasion never disappears. You can't defeat it. It just, it just stays there indefinitely, which is fine if you're looking to farm the ruins. You only have 30 days until the invasion is gone, folks. So if you're going to get any of those epic items, and they are insane for the amount of harvesting you have to do, you only have 30 days to do it according to Blizzard. And then the Argent Dawn Commission and all that goes away. The Midsummer Festival, uh, again, I guess is kind of entertaining. Uh, you get a couple fluff items. They're, they're cool-looking items in game that you can wear around, but they don't have any... Like, it's like two armor for a pair of shoulder pads that have, like, little flames on them. And that's if you go into the enemy capitals, somehow you get in... Uh, I can't imagine anybody else other than a rogue or a, a druid doing it. You click on the bonfire, you get your little thing, and then you get the hell out of there. You get, like, the crown of flames. It doesn't do anything. I mean, it's like having a picture or a, or a chair you put in your house in Ultima Line. Yeah, I guess it's cool to look at. And it's some, like, weird PvE nerd, I guess, the status symbol. But other than that, it just didn't seem worth a hassle. But, hey, if you like that kind of thing, if you role players, have, you know, have at it. Enjoy. But I, the most impressive thing, I guess, of the whole patch, and isn't the patch itself, is the fact that they were able to implement it with such little downtime, and so far, with so few server-side problems. And the bugs, in a lot of different ways, make it very difficult to play. It makes it very frustrating at times. But at least the patch went with relatively, for the size of it, was, I think it was a 150 megabytes patch, for the relative size of it, I mean, it was pretty decent. You know, there was you know very little hassle that went into it, so I, I guess I can't complain too well about that. I'm not really trying to. Hey, right, folks, we are, are past the 30-minute uh, 30 mark. There are other topics I want to get to, but I'm going to save them for an entire full show when I can actually get your feedback rather than just talking into a microphone. Anyways, real quick, I want to run out of sponsors people need to thank. Uh, again, I want to thank our sponsors, theharborbluegroup.com, for, again, footing the bills and all this. This is a pain in the ass for us to deal with the website. It's not their fault, not ours, but... It, 
Sagon.com. S-A-G-O-N-E.com. Don't go. I'm sorry. G-O-N.com. Do not use their services. Ever. I want to thank TRL for tracking down some of the information for me tonight for the uh, show. I want to thank Taysel Cybersley for getting back to me as quick as he did uh, in regards to the show we did last week. And uh, I appreciate the correspondence and him taking out his, his very, very busy schedule for that. Maybe we can get an interview with him later in the future for the show. At any rate, I want to thank you to listener for tuning in. Folks, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. So I appreciate that. Also, programming note, don't forget, State of Warcraft released every Wednesday for you Warcraft 3 Freaks. Idiot Tech from Down Under. Check it out. Hopefully have the website back up and running very soon, folks. I want to appreciate you. Thanks for downloading this. Hopefully it'll tide you over to the next Emperor's Court next Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bad manners are better than no manners at all, folks. So long, everybody.